Hello, fans and critics, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast designed to give artists the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and you seem to have stumbled upon the pilot episode. Firstly, thank you, but also, I am so sorry. I made this episode as a test of the equipment I bought and to test out the format, but I was way too unprepared for it. I had downloaded a lot of software last minute, I had issues with my internet, and I underestimated how hard it was to host a podcast. I didn't even write questions, thinking it would be easy to interview my close friend and graphic designer, Salvador Salcido. I was very wrong. This episode is a mess, I won't lie, but it is also a learning experience, one that I am taking to heart for every future episode. As messy as this was, I really did enjoy it, and I can't wait to chat with more people and discuss their art, their work, their passion, and so much more. If you do enjoy this podcast, or you want to help this podcast grow, please support the podcast any way possible. I'll be posting this weekly on YouTube and on as many streaming platforms possible once I get them set up. Go follow us on Twitter as well for uploads, announcements, and more at PostModArtPod. Also, on Twitter, I have a list of dream guests. If there are some artists that you'd love to see me talk to, please let me know so I can try to make it happen. Now, please enjoy the pilot episode of the Postmodern Art Podcast. Before we get things going, I'm going to start off with a little icebreaker for you, just to get you know people more familiar. Uh, Sal, what is All your right. most unpopular art opinion? My most unpopular art opinion. Um, this I can pinpoint to the show Cupcake Wars. Gothic okay. art is overrated. Gothic art is overrated. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. Uh, the only reason I have that opinion is because in the show Cupcake Wars, in that episode, the all there were four different teams, and they each had to pick a different art style mm-hmm. for their cupcake theme for their art theme display. It was Gothic art. Pop art, um, modern art, and classical art, I believe. Something like that. Okay. Three of the four teams all picked gothic art, and the last one picked pop art, and ended up doing it in a gothic style. So every single thing looked exactly the same, and they all thought they were being edgy and different when it, it, it wasn't. Combined that with the fact that loving Halloween is so basic now, it's not even alternative. So, right, right. gothic art is overrated. And you're willing to die on that hill of that art opinion? Considering I actually like gothic art, and now I'm and now it's and now I'm just annoyed by it. Yes, I am. Until gothic art eventually dies out, which I don't expect anytime soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the postmodern art podcast. This is the pilot episode. You do not understand the frustration that came into getting this to where we are right now, but we are here. We are recording. I am here with my friend Sal. Sal, introduce yourself to the people. Okay, my name is Salvador Salcedo. I am a graphic designer, videographer, digital media producer from El Paso, Texas, and I've been working with videography and graphic design for over 10 years. Over 10 years, goodness. What got you interested in the first place? Let's start with the origin stories of Mr. Salcedo. Uh, the origin story for me um, started with my fascination with Microsoft Paint. It was a, oh. like all good like all good graphic designers, I started with Microsoft Paint. And I, it was pretty much 
a lot of my original art back when I was I don't even know how I don't even know how old I was. I was still in elementary and middle school. I was recreating a lot of the stuff that I saw on WWE at the time, which was mm. reminiscing on a lot of attitude era stuff from the nineties and shows from the ruthless aggression era, which is the mid to which is the early to mid two thousands. So I just recreated logos and icons from those eras in paint to see how well I could replicate the style. All right. We'll touch back on... Led on to a lot of the, the stuff I do now. Fair enough. We'll touch back on that WWE stuff in a little bit. Um, so for those who don't understand, for those who don't know, which is going to be just about everyone that isn't friends and family at this point, um, you and I are actually uh, very close. I'd say we're fairly close. We've worked together on, or you've helped me out with Lord knows how many things at this point, if you want to elaborate. Oh, several projects by now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, I, I am a filmmaker as well. And, with a lot of my films, I wanted to have like a, a good movie poster. And instead of sitting down and trying to learn this stuff myself, I decided to go to Sal here to try to help me out with making my vision come to life because I had faith in the guy. Blind faith, but faith nevertheless. <laughs> Thank you. Seeing as I am blind as a bat, I don't blame you. Like, I take on my glasses, you're blurry, and you're right in front of me. I know. Well, right? <laughs> my screen is right in front of me, and you're on my screen. <laughs> there we go. Um, so as you kind of touched upon beforehand, you said that that started like ages ago, you know, with Microsoft paint and one to, you know, replicate the stuff they see in WWE. When did you realize that you wanted to take this from just, you know, a little bit of fun here and there to help out with, you know, with making, you know, a little fan art to actually making a career out of designing stuff. Um, well, it pretty much came about, uh, my senior year of high school, I was stuck between two things, either music or, oh, excuse me, music or graphic design and videography. So going down the music path, I was sent, I had my degree plan, I had everything done. And then I realized every single person in the music program that I knew has been in the program for upwards of six or seven years. Oh, lovely. So I decided, yeah, I don't want to be in college for seven years and still be classified as a junior. So I looked at the as so I looked at the digital media production side and realized, you know, I'm re I'm really good with at the time Sony Vegas. I'm really good with putting things together. I've made several trailers for my high school choir at the time, which is why I wanted to do music. So I okay. figured, why don't I make this my make this my career because it's booming right now. Graphic design is booming, and this is something I really think I could be good at because I'm really observant with um, like how modern film techniques are really done. Oh, okay. So I figured I would take how I'm observing with a lot of things and can remember and can pretty much figure out how the cinematic process works and replicate it myself. All right. All right. I can see where you're coming from with that one. How much of a, uh, so, sorry. So let's go back to college for a second there. Like you said yourself, you know, okay. you, you didn't want to be stuck in there for Lord knows how long. Um, you grad, you graduated from, correct me if I'm wrong, the university of Texas in El Paso, Correct. Yes, that's correct. How about I just go with this? What was been, what's been your inspiration behind some of uh, when you're going into the process of designing something? Is there like an inspiration for a certain kind of style, or are you more or less trying to work around what exactly the customer or whoever you're working for has in mind? Um, it depends on what project I'm going for. Like, for example, I'll use your posters for example. 
um, for like the Peekaboo poster and the Cadence Photos posters, both of those I had an idea of what I wanted because I because um like for Cadence Photos I thought okay using a DSLR I'll recreate the look of like old Nikon ads I believe Nikon yeah Nikon ads with the yellow background and the black and white photo, right. and then for the Peekaboo poster I saw the face of oh, Jordan. What's her name? Jordan, yes. I saw that face of Jordan looking in the closet, and I figured that would be perfect as, like, just front, there in the background, all that one shot of Church holding the knife would be in the foreground. I felt like that would be, like, a perfect contrast between the two. And then other times, I do have to look for inspiration. Like, the shifted poster, for example, like, you had wanted to center around the cactus. So I'm thinking, how can I take this cactus and make that an appealing part of the poster? So eventually, I started th looking for inspiration and discovered going back how do I put this? Well, I guess it's considered pop art in a way. Not pop art, I'm, but I guess more like vector art in a way. I, I was going to say abstract art, but that also works. Abstract art as well. So I saw like a few abstract posters and thought, yeah, that could actually probably work. So I put together the cityscape and the cactus right in front and actually really loved it. So combine that with the title, combine that with the title card. And I thought, yep, this, this works really well. I'm happy with this. Oh, trust me. Whenever I saw the final product, you'll know how happy I was with that. I'm so, oh, I have it, exactly. I have it hanging up on my wall over there. I really oh, beautiful. <laughs> I wasn't going to let that thing sit around and collect dust. Jesus, what kind of a person do you take me for? Sal. Not a Neanderthal. Yes, I know. Um, we are a high-class people. <laughs> we have technology. <laughs> 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 Uh, uh, so what is some of the like inspirations that you would have behind some of the pieces that like you were given free reign on or, so, or what was kind of like the Sal touch when it comes to any sort of, uh, graphic design project that you have? Um, for graphic design, um, it's really all down to like, say for your movie posters, I was able to see the movie before I made the poster. So okay. I pretty much took inspiration from how the source material is and try to translate that into into still art. Like how Peekaboo is the horror film, I got the two shots and put them together. Yeah. Shifted is more of a more of a comedy, so I wanted something that was more bright and colorful. I guess I only use like three colors, but I guess bright and colorful is the right term. Yeah, Cadence photos, to be fair, that one I didn't necessarily need. Um, <laughs> that one I just took inspiration from from the promotional ads of Nikon that they used to have before. So I thought, okay, you know, for this, I'm going to recreate it. And I believe, was he using a Nikon or a Canon in the in the, in the short film? <clears throat> I can't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure it was a Nikon. It was a Nikon because he and I argued over whether or not it was pronounced Nikon or Nikon. <laughs> ah, I believe you told me about that. So yes, I did get it good by choosing Nikon. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't really choose... Couldn't really figure out something with Canon, but I remembered Nikon had those yellow Im yellow background with the black and white, so I thought, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I mean, it worked well. Um, I'll certainly have those posters up on the VOD for for the YouTube video when people want to see that. I'll definitely need it for some of the splicing with this video. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> with the constant cutting in and out. Oh yeah, no, this is going to be a fun one for me to record, or for to edit. But you know what, it's going to be worth it, because I want to give people like you, 
the you know artists and such the proper platform and i've that that's the main reason why i'm behind this podcast and i wanted you to be the first guest i've said this before but i wanted you to be the first because you and i go back a good couple of years now um we actually know each other through a wrestling uh facebook page in fact uh why yes off yes off pro wrestling has taken over facebook um how influential do you think wrestling has on your art? Like, I know you briefly mentioned about how it kind of sparked the start of it, but like, how, like how much does it influence like just about everything that you do? Um, I would say a lot of my, a lot of stuff that I like to go for is inspired by the posters put out for each event. Like one thing that I really like to do is in rest in wrestling, the, the main the big dog for those who don't know is WWE and they have the WWE network and on the WWE network, they have all their major events sorted by year, sorted by event, etc. And they have the poster art for each events. So it's nice to go through and like, see all the different past poster designs and see how much my art has been influenced from them. Cause it's mostly the poster designs and like the show intros or not the show intros, the show graphics packages that, somewhat influenced me to like create designs and stuff especially in Puitoff, the group that we're in a lot of my designs are based off of similar posters or similar logos and such i just managed to turn them to make them my own right right i mean again you really like it, it the way that you're able to like edit some of the people's faces that we have for that kind of stuff for like the position of whatnot it really works well um oh yeah thank you absolutely um so it's one of those, now we got through, like, influences and stuff. So how long ago did you graduate from UTEP? I graduated from UTEP in 2016. So it's four years this year. Four years this year. Man. <laughs> how much difference four years makes, huh? Yeah, huge difference. <laughs> Been considering yeah. moving out to Georgia for a very good while now also. With how oh. much the film and design industry is booming. So... That is a very good point. I, I currently live in Georgia, and I can easily test to that. So in fact, that Georgia is basically, before all this quarantine stuff happened, it was basically Hollywood South. It really still is. So pretty much, I still see every, nearly every single thing on TV I watch, from Family Feud to Star Wars, somewhere has that Made in Georgia logo with the mm -hmm. with the big peach. Absolutely. Um. So, so again, it's been about four years from now. How has uh, designing for you, like, when it comes to, like, saying consistent and such, like, how often do you practice your craft about graphic design? Um, I pretty much, now nowadays I pretty much practice whenever I get enough free time to do so, and I'm not feeling particularly lazy from work or other stress going on in my life. So, like, I haven't practiced as much lately as I used to before, but the most consistent thing I can say would be pretty much hiding my watermark in places. Okay, yeah, that, that's yeah. that is a very convenient one. I, I know when it comes to the posters, you have to look, like, really hard to find your, at least your touch. <laughs> yeah, like, like, on your posters, like, before I would have on the bottom poster design by Salvador Salcido. But after after I redid them to match the, the requested festival designs, I decided to remove that and just put my watermark in the poster somewhere. I don't know if you've ever noticed it. 
I'm pretty sure if I look hard enough, I could easily find it. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I did that for a shifted poster, but I, I'm pretty sure I did. Actually, I have my computer open. Might as well find out. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, um, I do want to talk touch upon like how you brand yourself in a way as well. Um, for those who don't know, uh, you your quote unquote production company is was it Save Yourself Seven Seven Seven? Am I right? Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, what led Save you yourself, to Triple Seven Productions? Triple Seven. I did eight. not do it for the shifted poster. Looking at oh. it now, it still says poster designed by me on the bottom. I mean, hey, it's so nice. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm back very certain the... I did it for Peekaboo and regularly scheduled broadcasts. Oh, there you go. But anyways, back to the the point of, like, you brand yourself as Save Yourself 777. Is there a reason or a hidden meaning behind that name, or is it just one of those that just sounded nice to you? Um, It was inspired by... It was inspired by Chris Jericho's return to WWE in 2008, where he had the Save Us.29 promos going on. So from there, I noticed... Somewhere hidden in those promos was the was um ah oh, what's the word I'm looking for was stuff like with like save yourself which is the uh-huh. the pun that my label is based off of so I thought save yourself savior self my name is Salvador which translates to savior in Spanish so it's like uh-huh. savior self I'm Sal and then seven 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 if you look on a phone keypad. The letters for seven are PQRS. My initials are SRS. Oh. So save yourself. Triple seven comes in. Wow, that was a lot more in depth than I thought it was gonna be. I thought we were gonna touch on like your Christianity aspect, you know, how strong you are with like religion and stuff. With that aspect, that's an unintended. That's an unintended effect of the name, actually. Like I didn't realize that until after I became born again. Like I realized, you know what? It actually translates well. That cons- in Christianity, seven is God's number. That so it, it translates well to that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Uninten- unintended side effect, which I enjoy personally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I hate to ask this question, but how's the work been coming in for you since you've graduated when it comes to graphic design opportunities? Uh, graphic design opportunities, I've gotten a few here and there. Like the first post-graduation I got was for someone named Dustin. And okay. I made a poster for his Student Government Association campaign. He was running for the Collegiate Senator of Liberal Arts, if I'm correct. Okay. And I based the poster, I based the poster off of an old-timey political poster that he saw. I personally actually kind of hate it, but <laughs> I went for the color scheme that he wanted, which is maroon and yellow. Let me see if I can find it. I'll just leave it for the viewer's imagination because I don't want to use his likeness and then turn around and be like, hey, you can't use that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but anyways. However, right, I did so, send it to you just so you can see it yourself. Just so I can see it myself. I will let you guys know just exactly how obscene this is. Oh, dear God. Like, I get the look that he was going for. Maybe I can find a way to, like, blur his face and maybe his name. But, like, this is just, like, it's tacky, more or less, especially with that color scheme. Yeah, for sure. Like, he loved it. He loved it. And I loved it when I when I still had it based on the original color scheme. But then when I swatched, swatched, switched it over to the color scheme he had wanted, I thought, wow, this is terrible. 
I'm getting paid for this, so I can't complain. <laughs> well, there you go. But um, but yeah, like so that was like your first. Am one. I allowed to say I got paid for it? I think he told me it was supposed to be considered an act of charity, but not telling anyone I got paid. Yeah, he's, they're not gonna know. <laughs> it was four years ago. I'm pretty sure he's graduated by this point. There we go. That'll probably be helpful. But anyways, so that was your first one straight out of college. But like, you know, has it been like steady? Has it been like super spotty? I mean, you said you had another job. But I didn't know how well that would coincide with you know keeping up with graphic design. Uh, you're my only steady client at this point. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry to say that. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I have branched out looking for different opportunities. I've applied at multiple studios. Um, the most recent one I applied for was Access, and I unfortunately got turned down because I have not worked enough with After Effects, which um, now I'm trying to get get, get a hang on for future for future job applications. Yeah. And then, of course, there's all the pre-top graphics I made. I guess you and Pweetop have been my most steady clients. Except just... I don't get paid for Pweetop. I just do it because I love it. <laughs> Not that I can get paid because I'm kind of ripping off all the designs that I make. But... That, is, that is a very good... Well, then again, if you look at any like indie wrestling poster, 90% of the time they're ripping off something else. Yeah, that is true. And I'm pretty sure the diver designers are getting paid in hot dogs and corn puffs anyway, so... Which is more than what Puitoff is paying you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if anything, I'm pay- I'm anything I'm paying out because I have to because I'm paying for the programs. I mean that that's also true. So I mean, with all this going on, and would you say that graphic design truly is your passion? <laughs> um. I don't want to go as far as say graphic design itself is my passion, but rather it is something I am very passionate about. If there's okay. anything that I would say is 100% my passion, it would definitely it would definitely be either video design or music. Either of those I can definitely say are two of my passions. Okay. Okay. What about them what about those two areas are are you passionate about when it comes to them? Um, with those two areas, um, not to toot my own horn on it, but it's because I know I'm good at it. Like, I okay. know I can do very well as far as video editing goes and as far as music goes. Or at least, um, or at least music on the composition side, maybe? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure, like, on the music side how to put it, how I know I'm good at that. But I know I'm, but I know I'm good at with the stuff that I put out. It's, it sounds... Not studio quality or radio quality, but it's but it sounds it sounds really good. In my at least I would say so. And as okay. for as far as video design, um, that one is where I go into. Um, I know how to pick up on the techniques that are used in actual cinema, so I take those techniques and put them into really what are essentially really simple videos. Like as far as videos go, I have. Um, <clears throat> I have one client. His name is John Paul. He has over almost two hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Dang. And for those, I and for those are videos that I really like to go all out on when I get the chance. Barnes and Noble wants to know your location. No. Uh, <laughs> like probably my most proud video I've ever 
I've ever done for him would be, oh, I got signed out of all my accounts. Okay. Would be my, his cover of Hail to the King by Avenged Sevenfold. I managed to make that into, at least for my standards, a professional music video. For so for that one, I spent about, well, it took me about a month and a half to put out, but that's only because of work got in the way. All, all time considered, it took me about really two weeks to edit together. And I put in, oof, I don't even know how many hours within those two weeks I put I put in with it. <laughs> but the end product, I was very happy with. I put it out. He was very happy with it. Well, so glad that's everyone... probably my proudest project that I've done. Well, I'm glad all sides were happy with that one. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so and then, uh, um, another. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say for those wondering uh, if you're watching the YouTube video, I'll be sure to put a link to that video in the description. Awesome! I should send you that link then. That would be helpful. So. You went to college for four years for this stuff. I mean, you're hoping to make a successful career out of this stuff. What do you hope to see yourself five, ten years from now with sticking with graphic design? Um, sticking with graphic design, um, I would say, honestly, one thing I would really love to do is actually work for WWE or AEW or any of those companies. Because really it was recreating those wrestling graphics as a kid. And even and doing them all the way up to now in Pleetoff in the in the wrestling group. For mm -hmm. context by for context by the way, we have Pleetoff is also an e federation where we have mock events via text and video promos and stuff. So I make the posters for these events. So from childhood recreating those logos in Microsoft Paint to now to where I'm actually doing again not to do my own horn, good looking very good looking banners and posters for the efed you're not really tuning the horn i can't agree with him on this one <laughs> <laughs> thank you um i would really love to be doing it for the actual big companies doing their posters doing their graphics packages it would be something really good that i think i would i would do a really good job at really because of how passionate i am for wrestling and how long i've been a fan of it seeing with all the cutbacks going on with wwe can we get uh hashtag sal to all elite trending let's get that going people let's do it let's do it hashtag sal is all elite sal is all elite let's do that but that's what you're you know, let me to... see if i can just up and apply to aew <laughs> can we do that after the interview man <laughs> yeah okay okay fair enough fair enough um one, th one thing I do want to emphasize is for those that, uh, like myself, who are friends with you, Facebook, Twitter, and all this other stuff, you're very outspoken about you know certain uh, topics. The main one, I think at this point, is uh, going against, correct me if I'm wrong, like human trafficking, correct? Yes, human trafficking and the sexual exploitation of children. Right, ex exactly. So explain for some people like the, the foundations that you've kind of been like aligning with and why you feel like especially passionate about making sure this stuff ends other than common sense. Other than common sense. Um, really it sparks what sparked the big thing in me was like, well, I've, I've always been like against human trafficking. You can thank um, my sister for bringing my attention to it. Cause she's the one who was into it before I was and brought my attention towards how big it is in the industry. But um, what sparked it in me, especially recently was the discovery of, 
someone who I considered a close, particularly close friends that I've done video work for and graphic work for, I found out he's actually been on the sex offender registry for her, for sexually assaulting a 15 year old since 2017. And I worked with him as recently as, as less than 12 months ago. Goodness. I did videos for him and his youth ensemble. It was a youth ensemble that he was working with. They weren't all particularly underage and they were all women and he's and he's a uh, homosexual. I don't know if I can uh, almost eh. rewind on that. And he's gay and the ensemble was all women. So there technically wasn't a threat there in theory. But it's still off putting to know that he is on the sex offend sex offenders registry for molesting a fifteen year old and he's been on it for Upwards of almost four years, and it didn't come to light until this year. Goodness, man! I, I, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for your friend to be in that, you know, associated with that person in the first place. Yeah. So it turned out to be a really, really shitty situation. Am I allowed to say shitty on this podcast? I'm not going to censor much for the first episode. You, you go crazy with it. To an extent. Okay, to, an extent a really... to an extent. <laughs> No, I won't go insane on it, but it was just a really <laughs> shitty thing to find out because I, I was close with him. I was always open to working with working on videos for him, recording him and his music projects because I met him through music in high school and in college where we really got to work together. Okay. So to find out that for almost four years, he's been keeping this secret from all of us. All of us being in the music and being in the music group that we were in, or the music program rather, it was just really upsetting to find out, and that made me and that pretty much opened my eyes to know, you know, human trafficking and these type of people can be anywhere. Like not that he was trafficking anybody, but the fact that he was taking advantage of an underage kid is what really struck a chord with me. And then I come to know that um, of a lot of my other friends, people in their lives were, were, you know, either trafficking or molesting underage children. So eventually, that's what that's what inspired me to start going after the human trafficking and all of that, especially with the going on with Sophie, the stand with Sophie hashtag how she's openly speaking out about her molestation and her mom and grandma aren't listening to her while, while the boy, the mom's boyfriend is the one doing the molestation, which okay. in a light yeah. of good news, her father who's been fighting to take her away from that situation, got full custody. So which I'm happy good. for that. Yes. Very happy for that. Um, I know a lot of the, the foundations that probably are behind that stuff is very nonprofit. If they were to come up to you and ask if you could help them out, with any of their marketing campaigns, would you gladly hop on board with that? Absolutely. 100% I would. Is there any uh, foundations or uh, organizations that you would highly recommend if people want to have, uh, if people want awareness to be raised, if they want to learn more about this whole entire situation? Um, at the moment, a few organiza a couple organizations I know of are, one of them is Not For Sale, Pretty much promoting how children should, are not, and should not be for sale to anyone or for any purpose. Um, another one, well, the movement itself is called the End It Movement. 
I don't know okay. if that's an official organization or just name with a movement, but that's where I've seen it all starts. It started also with the Red X. I don't know if you've seen that a lot posted. Um, uh, I was gonna say I've seen I've seen at least you posted. I w- if it's okay with you, I was gonna post a photo of you at one of the most recent Sam with Sophie events with the Red X shirt. Um, yes, perfect. That would work out. But the whole Red X is part of the whole end it movements to end human trafficking. Okay. Uh, and for those wondering, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll be sure to have the links in the description for as many of those that he listed off as possible so that you can, uh, learn more about it as well. You and I, uh, going back to, going back to our point that I mentioned way back, you and me go back, you know, a good bit of time. And like, I've chatted with you several times about several different random topics and, as I've mentioned before, you know, you've helped me out with a lot of stuff. Like, seriously, the posters that you've helped created for me, like, they really, like, helped punctuate the films that I've made. Like, it, the film can speak for itself. And trust me, I've had people tell me plenty about the films themselves. But, like, the posters was going to grab people's attention in the first place. And you basically help people grab the, you know, grab people's attention in the first place. So I can't thank you enough for what you do, at least. When oh, thank you for design. the opportunity for it. I love working on the posters for you, and it's really, it's really, it's really nice knowing that my that my design is getting out there in film festivals and and the like. So thank you for that opportunity. Yeah, I, really I mean that's part that. that's part of the reason why I wanted you on for the, the the pilot episode for this podcast because I wanted people to know just how good you are, your craft, and have more people see your stuff and hey, maybe give you more opportunities, more or less, because I really think you deserve it. Thank you. I look forward to any opportunities I could possibly get. Yeah. I mean, hopefully once we get... Especially at this point with the with the COVID, I thought I could have more opportunities. But, like, none have really come, none have really come my way. And the ones that I've looked for, they usually go a different route. So whatever opportunity, whatever opportunities come to me, God willing, I'm very happy to get. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those that want to know, where can they find some more of your stuff? Like, do you have a website for your portfolio and such? Or where can they find more about you? Um, so the place that I recommend to find more about me would be either my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the canvas assassin, or I do have a portfolio that's links me in the description, I'm assuming, but otherwise it'll be salvadorsalcedo.myportfolio.com. I mean, if you send me the links, I'll be more than happy to put those in the description for the YouTube video. Here you go. Wait, where are you? There are you. <laughs> I haven't gone too far, Sal. <laughs> I'm right here. That's you good. can talk to me. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> okay. There's the link for that and my YouTube channel. There's also... This is more This is more or less less professional, more just me, but I also have an Instagram, at the Canvas Assassin. What about Twitter as well? Twitter, at Canvas Assassin, without the in the beginning. Okay, they, then. It's... Having the Canvas Assassin is too many characters. I'll be sure to post all those in the description so make sure that people can see more of you, get to experience more of you. Um, for those who don't know, just out of curiosity, I forgot to ask this earlier, how hard is it to be a graphic designer? How hard is it to design something in your opinion? Um, at least for graphic graphic design on my end, it takes me a little while before I figure out 
just exactly what what I want or how to execute what I want, I should say. Like a perfect example right now is the logo for your pot logo for your, this podcast, which will like, hopefully I be up by the, the time that this podcast goes up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had the project and I the project I had the logo in my head. It looked great. I drew it out. It looked great, and I put it into Photoshop. And I hate it. So now I'm thinking of alternatives. I'm just saying limit some of the font. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, it looked good in my head and on the drawing, but once I actually applied the fonts, I thought, okay, this is going to be too much. So, got to scale it back a bit. Yes. I mean, again, like I said, hopefully the logo be ready by the time this podcast comes out. But if not, it'll be coming shortly afterwards. Don't stress, people. Not that anyone's really that focused on in the first place. (laughs) True, but still, a logo is still important. A logo is very important. And as a graphic designer, you can definitely attest to that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it took me eons before I got the logo for my production label. And even then, I'm not 100% happy with it, but it works. It's better than when I use the Evanescence fonts for my logo. Duly noted. I'll tell you what, we'll wrap this podcast up. I want to ask you one last thought to kind of send us home, okay? Where do you, like, obviously you consider, would you consider graphic design art? Yes, it's definitely arts. Okay. Um, when comparing it to other sorts of art forms, like I'm not asking you to rate it or whatnot. I'm not even going to ask that. Here's what I'll ask. How important do you think art is in today's society, especially today's society? Because in fact that, you know, there are many different ways for us to consume art these days, whether people realize it's art or not. There's some right. people out there that, you know, turn a nose at it saying that there's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. There's no money with it or whatnot. How important do you think art is in today's society? I think art is arguably, in my opinion, the most important thing in society simply because art is what gives aesthetic. If you don't have the aesthetic, you're not gonna have the you're not gonna have something that's appealing to a person. Like even something like architecture and engineering for that sense, you need art to know like what makes the design work. Because if you have a building with just random walls and textures, it's not going to look good because it's not artistically or aesthetically pleasing. If you know art, then you know what kind of combinations to look for, what patterns to look for, what colors to have for your for your building or for your whatever project you're working on. And you can make it look, you can look good, it can look good and function good. Because without art, yeah, it can function good, but if it doesn't have that appeal, then no one's going to be interested. It can be the best working product ever but if, since it doesn't look attractive, no one's going to go towards it. So without art, things aren't going to get going. I could not have put that a better way. I, I think that's a that's a perfect note to end on. Sal, thank you so much for coming by. You'll know how much I really appreciate this. Um, once again, for thank the people, you for having me. No problem. Uh, for the people at home, one last time, plug plug yourself, man. Plug yourself. How can people find you? Okay. Uh, you can find me on youtube.com slash the cannabis assassin, facebook.com slash salvador music, or facebook.com slash the cannabis assassin, Instagram at the cannabis assassin, Twitter at cannabis assassin. There's no the in that. Basically, if it's the cannabis assassin, nine times out of ten, it's going to be me. So pretty much look for the cannabis assassin or salvador salcedo on social media, and you'll most likely find me. What's the other? What's the one out of ten? Some guy in like Czechoslovakia or something? 
Probably. There was one thing I put the canvas assessment on in social media. I can't remember what, and it said it was taken. I'm like, all right then. <laughs> Odds are it's probably going to be Twitter, because in fact that's the only one that doesn't have the in it. Well, I don't think it would have the either way, because it's too many characters for a Twitter user. Uh, yeah, I know, because that's why, if you guys are looking for this podcast, look up at art uh, real. What was it? <laughs> Sorry. I can't believe I just had a brain fart right there. Goodness. I am very <laughs> professional at this. <laughs> um, so anyways, for those that are trying to find us on Twitter, find us at postmodartpod. Um, that's the main place where if you want to keep up with news about uh, any future uh, episodes, future guests or whatnot, that's the number one place to go. I'm currently working on trying to find all the platforms I can get this on. Um YouTube's going to be probably the most consistent one, mainly because it barely falters for some reason. <laughs> How ironic, considering the reputation YouTube has now. Yeah, sadly, sad but true. Sal, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, definitely support us as thank much you. as... Um, support... Please show love and support for the show as much as you can. Uh, I'm trying to keep going. I'm trying to keep growing. Uh, I definitely want to get more guests on the show. I want to get people that you guys will be interested in. And if you guys have any guests that you would recommend to come on the show, I have a whole list on the Twitter page of people that I really wanted to, and as well as the thread that goes along with it. But if there's anyone that you guys would recommend to come on the show, please send them my way. Please let me know. I'll be more than happy to get more of a platform for everyone on the Postmodern Art Podcast. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful night. Sal, you have a wonderful night as well. You too, Nathan. Take care.